Second Kings chapter seven. Second Kings chapter seven. Verses one through eleven. When you have it, say amen. amen. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come, and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us this kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore, they rose and fled in the twilight and left their tents, their horses, their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried them thence silver and gold and raiment, and would have hid it, and came again and entered into another tent, and carried hit thence also, and would have hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied, and asses tied, and the tents as they were. And he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within. You may be seated. What we want to talk this morning is the promises of God being fulfilled. Amen. 
the promises of God being fulfilled. You know, as the song was being played and began to, to seek out and, and pray unto the Lord, and it's, it's something that some words came to me and, and I said within myself, Lord, is, is this you? Or, uh, if it this be you, let someone else echo it. And it made me think about the word that came forth on Thursday with Gideon. Show me a sign. And I, I really believe even right now the Lord has spoken to each and every one of you. He has said something to you and you're saying within yourself, Lord, if this be you, I'm not the only one. But what I believe that the Lord would say unto you this morning is I've heard your prayers. I'm pleased with what I hear, but let it not stop. I have not stopped blessing you. Do not stop praising me, for I am the Lord thy God, that healeth thee and hear from thee. But we want to talk about the promises of God being fulfilled. And I want to say this, that when you leave service after receiving this word this morning, I want you to look around you. Look at the things that are happening. And, and, and ask yourself, are these things not truly coming to pass? Is the prophecy of God not truly being fulfilled as he has indicated in the word of God? Now, what I want to say that back then, there was a great famine. The head of an ass was being sold for 80 pieces of silver. A famine means a wide reaching of food shortage or a drastic lacking. When you look at the condition or the state of this world, you can see that there is a shortage today. Amen. There's a drastic lacking of things, many things. What the word has been saying is coming to pass. Amen. We see this in the stores and at the gas pumps, just to name a few that seem to affect us mostly. I remember at Burger King, when it first came out, I could get a Whopper, a fry, and a Coke for under a dollar. Get change back. Today, fries cost you over a dollar. Not only that, gas was 19 cents a gallon. You could get $1 worth and get a half a tank of gas. That was living. Now, $4 and keeps going up and down, up and down. 
I, I never will forget, I mean, just one, I mean, all of us had a particular car that we didn't want. For, for certain ones in the high school, they wanted the Mustang. For others, they wanted that 57 Chevy. But there was a few, they wanted a Cadillac. And they would drive up to the gas pump. And back then, you didn't pump your own gas. Somebody came and pumped your gas, cleaned your windows. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Check your oil. All of that for 50 cents. Because all he asked for was 50 cents worth of gas. He got all that service with a smile. Now, the fumes cost you 50 cents. Three quarters of the earth is covered with water. And all we hear about today is droughts. Rivers are at their lowest in some states and overflowing in others. The meteorologists in Michigan say, we need rain. But in Kentucky, they're saying, no more rain. If it's not climate change being the problem, it's famine in the land. If it's not famine, it's pestilence, which is epidemics and disease. If it's not COVID and monkeypox, men's hearts are failing them. If the heart holds out, it's earthquakes. If not earthquake, fires and floods. Now, wars and rumors of wars. Just heard this morning that Ukraine is trying to change things and stop Russia. But that's not the only wars that's going on. We got gang wars. It's quite as kept church wars. Everybody fighting against one another. But Matthew says the end is not yet. The end is not yet. Food and water is not the only thing there is a shortage of. What is happening on earth is also happening in earth. Let me, let me make it plain. What's lacking on the planet is also lacking in the vessels of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need to know about the spiritual man. Amos 8. 11 and 12 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a bread, nor a thirst for water, but hearing the word of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro, and to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. So many are seeking, and many don't know what they're seeking for. But what is needed is the word of God. Amen. Again, people are not seeking God's face as they should. Amen. Churches are online, but their lives are offline. Did you hear what I said? Amen. Churches are meeting online, but their lives are offline. The cause this causes a disconnect with God 
and man. But yet God's people don't see it. Today we work from home, order groceries from home, order fast food from home, go to school from home, and now going to church from home. Everything is now from the convenience of the house. The house has become a business, a dorm, a hospital, and sanctuary all in one. Churches are closing and sin is on the rise. The hunger and thirst is not after righteousness, but after the pleasures of this life and the cares of this world. We are looking at Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. Insurances are beginning to pay for the sex change that you don't want, that God gave you from the beginning. Twisted. Here in 2 Kings 7, verse 1 says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Now how do we hear today? Let's look at Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And as, as, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. There's a lot of preaching going on, Amen. but it ain't the good tidings of peace. There's a lot of sayings going on, but it's not what the Lord is saying. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need the word of faith that comes through and by the word of God, which is spoken through and by his ministers. 2 Corinthians 3 and 6 says, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So many times when words are spoken, it's only dead letter. No life in it at all because they have no life to give. But what needs to be given is the life of the word. The spirit quickened. 2 Timothy 3 and 16 says that all scriptures is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. If we allow the word, it will teach us, it will reprove us, it will correct us, and it will instruct us in all things that are righteous. The word of God is not going to instruct you in things that are not righteous. Amen. Back to 2 Kings 7 verse 2. Then the Lord of whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. 
and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, that thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. A Lord in this passage is the captain who supported the king. This is who the king gave charge and oversight over things. But he mocked the word of the prophet because of his lack of belief. Elisha said to him, you will see it, but you will not eat of it. So in verse 3, it says, and there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit, sit still here, we die also. Now therefore, come let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they say us, say, save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. There are two things happening here. One with Syria and another with the lepers. For the lepers, it was what we would call a catch-22. Darned if you do, and darned if you don't. Anybody ever felt that way? You, you just, I, I just don't know. You just, you can't win for losing. No matter what you do, someone is not happy. Ever been that way? I mean, Amen. what do you want me to do? No matter how you try, you can't get ahead. Well, in verse 5 it says, And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. We're we, we going to go in because, I mean, if I stay here, I'm going to die. I might as well go in and see if I can eat something and die. For the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the king of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians. Wherefore they arose and fled into the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. Everybody left everything. Food, jewelry, horses, tents, everything. Just get up and go with what you got on. Run for your life. But my question to you today is, what could cause you to just get up and leave everything? Have you ever thought about it? I just throw up the towel. I'm gone. People have done it. People have walked away from cars. They've walked away from homes, responsibilities, and families. Down south, men will go to the store, get a pack of cigarettes, and never return home. They move on to another life. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Mm-hmm. 
Ross and say her daddy. It's her daddy. But what could make you leave Christ? Remember last week we said, I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Yes. Nothing. Yet Jesus said in one passage, he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. Mark says, let a man deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus said, he that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. We all have our own cross and responsibility. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. Verse 8 says, And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried their silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried their thence also and went and hid it. They were living up, living it up, but knew it wasn't that right. I, I, I can't go on doing this. Verse 9 says, Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. If we continue in this manner, I mean, we just got started here. Somebody else is going to come. We need to go tell the king. My question, have you ever been doing something and you began to feel guilty because you knew better? You know you shouldn't be doing what you're doing? Husband and wives, I put you in check this day. Talk to each other more and better. I received that. I received that. Children, I call you out today as well. Open up to your parents more and better. Amen. Mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, you need to establish a better relationship with each other. Amen. Not just the mother to the daughter, but the daughter must do it as well to the mother. Amen. Sons must reach out to their fathers better. Amen. And fathers must reach out and be compassionate to their sons more. Amen. Jesus has already told us the time will come when the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Also, a man shall be against his father and a daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. So there's much work that needs to be done that we may have a better relationship and hear from our father Amen. what we want to hear. See, it's one thing to hear instruction. It's another thing to just receive a correction. But nobody wants to hear reproof. 
You can instruct me because I didn't know. You can correct me because I found out it wasn't right. But when you reprove me, Huh? You want me to break it down a little more? A father instructs a child to go do something. A father corrects a child because they didn't do it. A father reproves a child. I don't, I don't want. I don't want to be, but. He will do it. Amen. Won't he do it? Yes, Hasn't he done it? Yes, How many want it again? What's it going to take? Verse 10 says, So they came and called unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there. Neither voice of man, but horses tied and asses tied and the tents as they were. And he called the porter and they told it to the king's house within. You see, a porter here is the doorkeeper inside the king's house. Kings don't answer their own door. Amen. They got somebody else to answer. Verse 12 says, and the king rose in that night. Meaning the king had to have been thinking about it. Here you come and you tell me there are nobody in this city and we hungry because there's a famine in the land. But he I believe he thought about it. But it, it says, and said unto his servants, I will now show you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we be hungry. Therefore are they gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. The king thinking was thinking it was a trap. Nothing could be that easy. Huh? Nobody in the city. Everything is there. Nothing is that easy. But I ask you, is anything too hard for God? Nope. Even in your situation, even in what you're going through, is, is it too hard for God to handle? Doesn't God know what you are in need of? Doesn't he know what you desire? But are you worshiping him or complaining to him? Are you giving him thanks? Or some other attitude. Are you being a blessing? Or a curse? God was about to feed his children. They were hungry. For, for us. Who hunger and thirst after righteousness. If you desire the word. If you desire the truth. God will not forsake you. And he will. Feed his children. 13 says, and one of his servants answered and said, let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain, which are left in the city. Behold, they are as 
all the multitude of Israel that are left in, in it. Behold, I say there are even as all the multitudes of the Israels that, that are consumed, and let us sin and see. Let us go check it out. Don't, don't send everybody, but let, let us check it out to see if everything is cool. They took, therefore, two chariots, horses, and the king sent after the host of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. And they went after them unto Jordan. And lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messenger returned and told the king. See, they didn't come back. I mean, they, when they left, they left. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Elisha had already said this was going to happen. And the king appointed the Lord, better known as the captain, on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trotted upon him in the gate, and he died, as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass, as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And that Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And so he fell out unto him, for the people trotted upon him in the gate, and he died. Just as it was spoken, it happened. How many times has our parents told us, just keep living? Just keep living, living and you'll see. Amen. Father is sharing with us, correcting us, reproving us, so we can keep living in him. We come one step closer to leaving this life. Every morning when we wake up, we're one step closer. Every morning we wake up, every breath we take is new, headed for our lads. Every morning we wake up, we have another opportunity and chance to receive Christ. One more opportunity to do the will of God. People always say, if I had to do it all over again, well, you don't. Today is the only day you have to do anything. You can't do it tomorrow because tomorrow may not come. You can't do anything about yesterday because yesterday is gone. The word tells us, in the day you hear my voice, Harden not your heart. Amen. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. In 2 Chronicles, God told his people, he said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from where I'm at. The prophet Hosea said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. 
Here's what happened back then. When they heard and obeyed, they were blessed. When they rejected what they heard, they were destroyed. Also back then, by faith, when Abraham was tried, he offered up Isaac. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain to God. By faith, Enoch was translated. By faith, Noah was warned by God. Through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive. Today, because of Jesus, all of the promises of God for us are yea and amen. It is by faith we have received the promise of God. Having therefore their promises, we must cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. We cannot use the excuse that we have heard, we haven't heard, because again, faith came to us by hearing. God's spirit gives us understanding of the word we hear. Jesus is the word who was here. God is not willing that any be lost, but that all would come to the knowledge of the truth. One more thought. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Through faith, he kept the Passover. By faith, he passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, received their dead, women received their dead to life again. Some were stoned and sawed in half. They all received a good report through faith and received not the promise that we have in Christ Jesus. Naturally, if you do not eat, you will become weak. Your body will not function as it should. Eventually, you will be unable to stand or walk. The weaker you become, the more vulnerable you are. So spiritually, if you do not eat or study the word, your body will get weak. You will not be able to function. The weaker you become, the more vulnerable you are. Timothy says, study to show thyself approved under God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me say it this way. By studying, I can do all things. Study not, I can do nothing. Studying, God will supply all I need. Study not and get nothing. Rightly divide the word, I stand fast in his liberty. If I don't, I will fall to man's bondage. If I do this, I will not be ashamed. If I don't, I will be ashamed of him, and he will be ashamed of me. And the end result of that is, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.